Well, hi everybody, this is Steve Tartar, another edition of Tartar Sauce. And with me today, I'm really happy to have Denise Moore, the uh, first district councilwoman for the city of Peoria. Denise, welcome. Thank to, you. Uh, the Peoria Life uh, Studios in downtown Peoria. I love it, and I love the fact that it's downtown Peoria. <laughs> well, you spent a lot of time at City Hall, which is yeah. just down the street. Yeah. Um, there's so many things we could talk about. We only have a certain amount of time. So uh, what's on your plate right now? What, what are your sort of your main to-do issues? You've got a council meeting tonight. Um, what's on your mind? Well, we are desperately trying to get to a budget decision. Uh, each of the last few years, it's been difficult arriving at a, a number that makes everyone happy that we can um, provide resources for our residents, that we can take care of all of the, the uh, individuals who are employed by the city and still get projects done. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the main thing that we're working on. And you're on. starting early. Well, not early so much, but... Uh... Well, actually, we didn't... We're starting around about the same time it would appear now, but we started the conversation about this mm -hmm. months ago. Right, and I remember that because that was really almost as soon as one budget was done, you started in on the other. Yes, because it, the 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 funds that we are receiving within the city are changing so rapidly that you can't wait with downtime. You have to start looking at this thing right away. Right after the this budget is done, we'll start talking about probably even within this budget what the next budget might start looking like. How, how does that work for you and the, and the others on the council? You're trying to raise Peoria up, help Peoria along, and you're forever working on paying the bills. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's the nature of things, but Peoria's got so many things on the table right now. Uh, is that a problem in terms of well, what gets funded? I mean, prioritizing things of that sort? Prioritization is, is really important, and yeah, there's a lot of things on the table, but if you, if you imagine Peoria as a household income, mm -hmm. and you have a parent or maybe two parents who are working, and one of them, their job uh, starts cutting back, mm -hmm. and so the income coming into the household is less, and so then you have to look at your budget to determine what can wait, what can't wait, and that is analogous to our sales taxes, for example. Mm -hmm. And the fact that our sales tax receipts are going down lower and lower as a result of technology, more people are shopping online right. for things they can't find here. Mm -hmm. uh, and as a result, um, there was a statistics out there that indicated if you spent $100 at a local brick and mortar store, that the city of Peoria, the county, and the school district split three and a half dollars, three dollars and 50 cents of taxes. Mm -hmm. But when you spend that same $100 online, we get to split one penny. Oh. And so with that happening more and more, our sales taxes are going down uh, less and less. Um, and it, it makes it difficult to pay the bills. I, I know every time I go by uh, Grand Prairie and I see that big old Bergner sign still in place, I think is a sort of, and, and not to pick on that shopping center or that store, but just as evidence of the, the retail um, problems or, or, or crisis, whatever word you want to use, because exactly, I mean, and I'm, I'm thinking when, when you were talking, one of the things that, that comes off is it's not just that they can't find it here, it's just they like the idea, I say they, us, you know, because I can't disassociate myself from it, but people have gotten in the habit of pressing a button, yeah. and the thing arrives at your doorstep a day or two later. Right. I mean, that's pretty hard to beat, and, and the prices are, are pretty good and so forth. Mm -hmm. 
Who doesn't do that? I mean, right. it's a convenient society. We know that from the, everything is a drive-through now. And when you have stores leaving your area, uh, like the Berkner, uh, like Macy's, um, there are things you cannot find here that mm -hmm. you would love to buy here if they were here, but mm -hmm. they're not here. And so it's a, it's a precarious situation we find ourselves in trying to recruit more businesses to come here to provide the goods and services that individuals are finding online uh, that they can't find here. Now, one of the things, and I'm in just sort of peripherally involved in this, uh, that's coming to the council tonight is the, I guess, the discussion proposal for an innovation district mm -hmm. in the downtown. And the, we, should, we should let people know, they'll find out, maybe they already know, uh, that it's a very finite part of town. I think Maine, Water, Harrison, and Jefferson. That's correct. That, 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 which includes where OSF is, mm -hmm. uh, sort of the heart of the very, the very heart of downtown Peoria. Um, what, why is, what's that about? What, do you, what would you say to somebody who says, well, explain to me, why do we need an innovation district in the right. downtown Peoria? Well, first, I'd like to let folks know it's not going to cost us any money. Oh, well, there's a, there's a, right away you got their attention. <laughs> That's right. So it's not going to cost us any money. But what it does, um, one of the examples that I, I, I give folks is that we're talking about the brain drain that's happening with our millennials who are leaving the city to go elsewhere because they don't believe that the city is progressive enough in, in technology and, and looking forward looking that they're leaving the city to find that somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I think this signals to not only those folks who live here, but those folks who would invest in technology inside of Peoria, uh, they would then see that the city is focusing on the future, focusing on innovative uh, technologies that can come here that are, are being, being created here and hoping to keep those young people here and bring other businesses here. And technology is where it's at. And, and certainly that area of town, and, and we know just anybody who's, who's lived here a short time would know, has suffered greatly because obviously we thought Caterpillar was going to take up the one building there that used to, used to be the big department store downtown. And now, of course, OSF is going in there, which right. is, is great news. Uh, but you've got that uh, innovation hub concept mm -hmm. that's still on the table. I guess, is that still waiting for funding? I believe it is. And that is one of the things that will propel this innovation district to new heights. Um, and with Jake Hammond involved, um, I've been uh, a, an admirer of Jake and, and the work that he's done here for many years. And he's one of those folks who is not going to give up right. once he gets involved with something. And I see he's the champion that's pushing that forward and bringing other partners into the, into the, to the mix to make sure that it is collaborative of, across all demographics. And that's something that I appreciate the most. And, one of the, and I don't know a lot about it, but the little I do know, just having cursory reading online, the innovation district concept, uh, and other cities are doing this, obviously, uh, all around the world, I suppose, but it's, they actually stress this, or at least I, I saw this, not just large companies. This is not just for right. the big boys and girls, but, but, but small, a mix, mm -hmm. so that, it, that your small little mom-and-pop shop can also take part in this. It doesn't have to be a computer store or something like that. Absolutely, and, and the focus on entrepreneurship 
is huge because that's where a lot of innovative um, innovative folks are because they're more nimble. Mm -hmm. When you're smaller right. and you're just growing your business, uh, looking at new concepts, you can be more nimble than a larger company uh, can be. And those larger companies oftentimes end up buying into or buying out those smaller companies because they want that that concept within right. their businesses. Right. Yeah, we were talking earlier, and, and this isn't our main theme here, but I think it's worth touching on, uh, pedestrian friendly, uh, which, which means a lot of things. How do, how do you define pedestrian friendly? I've, I define it as um, allowing individuals to be able to traverse the city and, and not be um, negatively impacted by environment. So, for example, I walk a lot. Mm -hmm. And I walk around the downtown, the warehouse district, uh, out north, down south, because I just, I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. And as a pedestrian, when I'm walking, I'm putting myself in the, in the shoes of those folks who would also be walking to, to try to determine, is this, uh, is this a, an area that the sidewalks need repair? Or what, what am I seeing along the streetscape? Mm -hmm. and, and you find that you learn a lot about your area when you get out and walk. Yeah. And on beautiful days like today, uh, it's a beautiful day to get out and, and explore. And I think Peoria gets a, a bad rap in one sense because uh, I know just you know periodically when I've done something, for instance, volunteering at the Apollo Theater, people would come in when Saturday night when there was an event mm -hmm. and they had to park, mm -hmm. say, a couple blocks away. Um, that's a really big deal. When you go up to Chicago and 20 blocks is not too far to walk. I mean, it, there's a real sort of, I mean, I understand the big city, the, the price of parking and, and the many activities up there, it's a, it's a different ballgame. But, you know, it just seems like a walk is a walk. I mean, mm -hmm. and in Peoria, you have the ability to, as you say, pick up things. I mean, even if you go by a closed business, you can think, well, I wonder what would work here. Mm -hmm. And I, th I thought of that with those businesses that are alongside the Courtyard uh, Hotel mm -hmm. that have been empty mm -hmm. since day one. I think right. it's five years now. Right. And I thought, and I think that's in that innovation district, if I'm not mistaken. But let's bring it back from Chicago. Okay. Let's look at Peoria. Right. And so if you go to Northwoods Mall or you go to Shops of Grand Prairie and you park, mm -hmm. and by the time you get to the location inside the mall that you want to go to, you could have gone, parked here downtown Peoria, gone to your, your store and back to your car and you still haven't arrived yet at your location inside the mall. So it's, it's all in how we perceive it. Mm -hmm. You're walking probably less if you're parking here downtown and walking to the business you're going to than if you are parking at one of the malls and walking inside the mall. And so it's not to take anything from the malls because no. I, I was just mall walking. They, they're at, getting hammered hard enough. I yeah, mean, <laughs> you know, and my grandson and I were mall walking in Northwoods uh, oh. last week. Uh, so I enjoy going there because they are struggling as well, trying to keep mm -hmm. individuals coming, keeping stores fresh inside there. But it's, it's all in how we perceive it. And so I'm trying to have folks not think about, well, when you go to Chicago, because we're not going to go to Chicago, we're here. So let's keep it, the context into what we're doing here. And so I contend that going and parking at the mall and walking inside, it's, it's, no, it's, it's shorter if you're doing it downtown. We were talking about malls and, uh, you know, I was just thinking we'll go uh, sort of shout out to uh, Les Cohen at the Westlake Shopping Center, because I think 
There is an interesting shopping center that uh, he's, he's lost some, some major players, mm -hmm. you know, Toys R Us and, and their Fresh Market, and yet he's going to got Benny's in there. I don't know when they're opening, but I, I think it won't be too long. Um, but I love that brick mm -hmm. and, and just the idea that, you know, you can do it. It takes creativity. Sometimes it takes a little bit of luck and, and fortitude and, and all that. Uh, it probably takes some financing too, but that, that's something to be said for people in this area that, that are doing that. It shows commitment to Peoria. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's easier to cut and run. Right. Uh, you cut your losses. You don't see folks going to, to uh, support you. But those people who see the glass as half filled will always allow us to continue to move forward. If, you, if you're going to always see the glass as half empty and, oh, woe is me and, and what's wrong with us, then that's a self-fulfilling pr prophecy. Yeah. And so yeah. am I an internal optimist? Yeah, but I'm realistic, too. Uh, I know you have to put the work in, and sometimes, especially in, in, in my role, sometimes it seems like no one is listening, no one is caring, but I care. Mm -hmm. And I do what I do because I have two grandchildren mm -hmm. uh, who are, have been born and are being raised here in Peoria. Right. And so my philosophy is if I can leave this, this town a little better for them, then by extension, everybody else benefits. Yeah, my, uh, this is an aside that doesn't necessarily tie in, but, but I just thought of it. My mom, my mom recently just died, but uh, she was here in, in um, Memorial Day, which I was really thrilled about. She was 91. She had a great life, so I was really excited my mom was able to make it here. She doesn't come to Peoria a lot. She lives in New Hampshire, and yet she took it upon, upon herself to tell me. We, we took her on the tour, you know, mm -hmm. as, as people do, warehouse district, uh, the, uh, the statues and everything. She said, you know, this town is really, you know, my mom has no, no basis of comparison on this, so you got to take it for what it is. But she was really um, positive about Peoria, and I thought, well, that's nice, and, and you know, the, the, just to hear that, because um, I think sometimes the folks that live here all the time get caught up in Illinois budget, mm. uh, downturn in sales. I mean, unfortunately, you, 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 you hear it all the time because right. you're on the council. I know when I covered the council for the paper, I'd feel sometimes after three hours, it would be like, whoa, where's that window? But, but you know, that you have to kind of let it go and, right. and realize, okay, we have these problems. We're going to talk about them, but we don't have to live them. And I think that's, that's the issue. Exactly. If you continue to um, say, woe is me, nothing will ever change, then nothing will ever change. Mm -hmm. But if in, my grandmother used to tell me, if you try, you might succeed. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you don't try, you are destined to live the, the life that you have, um, that is the hand that is dealt, you're destined to live the hand that is dealt to you unless you try to reshuffle the cards. And that's what we're just trying to do. We're just trying to reshuffle the cards, get a fresh deck, look at it differently, and uh, continue to move forward, our society forward. And, and, you know, the one thing I think is intriguing, especially we mentioned Jake Hammond and, and the Pure Innovation Alliance and some of the thought, pro you know, I think changed the uh, narrative. Right. I, see, I see that billboard, and, and I think that's a great line. Um, sometimes people can be, and I know because I, I worked in a newsroom, can be very cynical and say, oh, yeah, here we go again. And, and that's understandable, and it's nice to have that balance because then you don't get too full of yourself. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you have to realize that it's really the people that make the difference in Peoria and Absolutely. the Peoria area because we're not just talking about the city, but... The whole area. Absolutely. And when a, a, a group of people are, are feeling like they are disrespected, 
not there's no regard. They don't feel like anyone's thinking about them, uh, putting effort toward their communities. Then perception oftentimes become the reality. Mm -hmm. And we need to start changing that perception so that our city feels and acts more inclusive. You know, we can have all the pie in the sky ideas we want, but unless we start actively one, each of us, not just a certain, not just the city, not just the, the community members, not just the residents, we all are in this together. And I, I say all the time, we sink or swim together. Well, and that, that kind of ties into a, 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 I just wanted to bring it up, but you know, we don't have a lot of time left, but you know, Peoria got hammered and maybe rightfully so, not too long ago as, as the worst place for an African-American to live. Now, mm -hmm. I think you were on the council that, well, I was covering the council at the time, and I think you made the point that eh, the data wasn't always there to make that statement. But regardless, we got a black eye, uh, no pun intended. But I mean, it's like, how do, we, how do we work through that? Or what are you seeing now, some years removed from, from all that debate? We had a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion. Where, where are we going with that? Now? Well, my concern with the, with the report was that they were using old data. Um, they had never been here. But the, the point they were making was valid. Mm -hmm. The point that they were making that th this, is a, this town can be a struggle for African Americans is definitely is valid. Yeah. Exactly. And so how do we change that? And, and it goes back to what I said, that we are all in this together. We have to make a, an intentional decision to start refocusing our investments in areas that have been disinvested. Yep. And maybe, you know, some folks say, well, I wasn't around when that happened. Mm -hmm. Well, you're around now. Yeah. And so you can be part of the solution today. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people working in the community besides myself who are trying to move the needle on what's happening in our city. I mean, I, I, I look at Derek Booth over at the at Tree Wynn at the Wraparound Center and all that he's leading there to try to change the, 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 the narrative where our young people are concerned. And I see Dr. Karat and what she's trying to do inside the schools. And it, is it easy? No. Uh, no. Did we get here in a year or three or five? No. And it's going to take more than a year or three or five to get out of it. But unless we're all pulling together, we're not going to get there. And so that designation will get better because the people who live here today are determined to make it better. And one of the things we should mention with the remaining time we have, as First District Councilwoman, you, you, you've got a great district. I mean, yes. it's, it involves, well, many problems, but many, many assets. Mm -hmm. And one of the things is going to be in the Warehouse District this weekend, you've got the uh, big picture. Uh, festival, street festival, which uh, I know the Loonings have been working, you know, constantly on. Um, that's going to be a great event for, from 10 to 4 on Saturday. Get on down to the Warehouse District because, you know, that's part of the city that maybe people haven't always seen, but you'll see it in a whole new way on yes. Saturday. Doug and Eileen are treasures. I mean, how we got along before they blossom into, into our community, I, I never know. But yes, it, it allows folks to come down, see what's happening down in the warehouse district, see what's happening in areas away from the warehouse district, mm -hmm. adjacent on the north side and on the south side, because there's a lot of wonderful things happening, all the way down to UFS, all the way up to uh, the um, Ortiz Bakery. Uh, there's just a lot of wonderful things happening in the warehouse district in the downtown is right in the center of all of that. And, and, you know, and it's so great to have an event that, first of all, it's free. Yes. So you can just come down and bring kids, bring, bring grandparents, around. whoever you yeah. want. 
and just wander around and, and hopefully they won't have the bad weather they had last Saturday. Oh, last yes. year. Because yes. that was tough. I did look at the, the forecast and I see that it's going to be a little cooler, but just bring a jacket right. and you'll be fine. And cool is good because if you're walking, it builds up a sweat. It's a very... So you're, uh, you're a walker. Yes. So you, well, 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 I've... The next show we do, Denise, Denise Moore's tour of Fiore. We'll, do, we'll go on the I road. Could, I could do that. All right. Well, Denise, thanks so much for Thank your for having, your having and being on here. And this is our, our sort of our show. I guess this is our first show in October, or maybe it's the second. I, I don't. I lose track. But anyway, we'll we'll get back to to things here soon. This is Tartar Sauce, and we'll see you next time. PeoriaLife.com.